just because something doesn't exist, just because people say it's a bad idea initially, doesn't mean that it's not an amazing idea. You just got to make it happen. From sunny California, welcome to the Vision of the People podcast, a show about visionaries from various industries who share their inspiring stories and give advice to people wanting to make an impact on the world. As always, I'm your host, Rushi, like sushi with an R. And on today's episode, we talk with the amazing Jonathan Viner, who's the co-founder and president of WAG an on-demand mobile app that gives dog owners more flexibility to manage everyday life without neglecting their dog's needs by giving instant access to experienced and trustworthy dog walkers in their local community they can book at their convenience. They've raised over $360 million from respected firms and investors such as General Catalyst, Sherpa Capital, Greylock Partners, Samuel Shaw, Olivia Munn, most recently the legendary SoftBank group. Certainly enjoyed this one and hope you will too. All right, I am um, in beautiful headquarters for WAG um, with Jonathan Weiner. Uh, Jonathan, thanks so much for being here. For sure, happy to be here. So just a quick background on Jonathan. Um, He co-founded WAG as president and board member. Previously, John co-founded the social discovery platform ChirpMe that scaled to over 50 million users internationally before selling service. Prior to that, while still in college, John built PageFad with his brother, Josh. PageFad pioneered sports games on social networks, scaling to over 10 million users and had five of the top 10 sports games on Facebook. So I'm very glad to have you here today, John. Thanks once again. I'm going to dive right in with the first question. Um, first of all, you know, congratulations on the first big partnership. Uh, with SoftBank a Vision Fund and getting uh, $300 million of investment to further the vision with VAG, WAG. Can you tell me in your own words what WAG is? Sure. WAG is a platform that connects dog owners and dog walkers to provide um, care for dogs. Nice and easy. I like that. So how did WAG come about? Can you tell me about you know your personal journey and how sort of this idea came about? Sure. So I built a lot of products um, over the years, and most of those products were social. And with social products, you need to have massive scale uh, before it can potentially become a business. And... I knew for the next thing that I worked on, I wanted it to be something that every time a customer uses a product, it's a business. So marketplaces became really, really interesting to me. And while at the same time, my brother, you know, for for years, um, just kept saying that he wants to get a dog. And... We grew up with a dog in our household, so that was something that was provided a lot of happiness to the family. And the one comment I kept giving Josh, my co-founder, back when he would try to say, you know, I want to get a dog because I we I live with Josh, right? And if he get if he has a dog, that means um, there's someone's going to have to take care of it, and <laughs> um. 
having a dog is a big responsibility. Uh, dogs need to be walked two to three times a day. Yeah. And they need to be fed twice a day. Uh, sometimes they have to go to the vet. Um, they need to be groomed every so often, depending on what type of dog you have. So there's a lot of responsibility. And Josh is a very active person. He loves working. He loves building stuff. He's he's always on the go, and his life is always devoted to to work. And I said, Josh, how are you going to have a dog when it takes up a lot of time responsibility? And his feedback was, you know, I use these apps that make my life 10 times easier like Postmates or Instacart or Uber, you know, he was using all these apps and he said, you know, I'm sure there's got to be an app on your phone that can help um, me out with owning a dog. And I said, Josh, there's some other services out there like Dog Vacay, which is a sitting and boarding service. Um, But there's nothing really out there that's an all-encompassing app that can help you uh, with your dog when you need it and he, he's like really he's like, yeah so he got really excited about an opportunity to build an app that was the button on the phone for for dogs because he felt like you know if he had this uh problem then many many other people that want to own and rescue dogs um also would have the same problem and if he could create a uh, service in the world, which would be the app on your phone for the paw, then many, many people could have happier lives because now they have a dog in their life and dogs make people happy. So so that's what got him really excited and, and also me really excited about the opportunity to create a, a button on the phone for, for your dog. I like that. Very detailed. Um, so you've had... A really interesting journey to say the least uh, could you share any memorable stories or maybe unexpected events that caught you by surprise <clears throat> yeah I mean when you're building anything I think the the hardest part is getting enough conviction to actually want to build it mm-hmm. want to put your time into it want to work for no immediate return you know Mm -hmm. you're working for free for sweat equity um and you're not sure if what you're working on is going to get funded if it's going to work if people are going to like it right these are the hardest points um initially in entrepreneurship is actually going for it and i think that's the key to becoming an entrepreneur is just realizing yes there are unknowns and yes there's risk but if this problem is something you're really passionate about and you think that other people also experience the same problem, you have to do it. And one of the things that we realized early on when floating the idea out to people was most people thought it was a terrible idea. Hmm. When we went um, and did many different focus groups with many different random people um, of different sample sizes, different demographics, stuff like that, what, what we what we saw was 
most people said, I'm not going to use a service like WAG. Um, it's a terrible idea. And at the same time, the thing that helped us get over the hump was we found an adjacent service um, that addressed a lot of similar problems. For us, the biggest concern that people gave was, um, you know, I wouldn't let someone I don't know come into my house and walk my dog. So the, mm. the question that we also asked the same people was, okay, well, let me ask you another question. How many of you would let a stranger that you never met before come into your house and stay in, in, in the room next to your bedroom if they paid you 100 bucks? And a lot of people said, no, that's, yeah, I would never do that idea. You know, I would never let someone in my house I never met before. And then some people said, yeah, of course I would do that. And, and the people that said, of course, uh, my next question was, well, have you heard of Airbnb? Mm. And the majority of people said, yes, I have heard of Airbnb. So what I found was, you know, people that have heard of Airbnb were very open to the idea, right? And people that haven't weren't, were not open to the idea. So a lot of the times people don't really know what they want or what they're, what they would like to use until it's a mass market service until there's a lot of uh, friends and other people using it, until there's proper marketing, until it becomes a thing. Um, for example, if you told people 200 years ago or 100 years ago that you know they would get into a uh, they would get into a you know a tube and fly across the country in the air, people would say, "Oh, that's that's a crazy idea." Right. The idea for Mm. planes, but now planes exist and it's part of our everyday life. Right. So just because something doesn't exist, just because people say it's a bad idea initially doesn't mean that it's not an amazing idea. You just got to make it happen. So that was like one of the key uh, struggles and, you know, key turning points that we, you know, had to to come across. So, you know, that's that's very interesting because then oftentimes you found the you, you see these visionary founders, they go through crazy trajectories a lot of issues much like what you said you know you got to put in the sweat equity would you say like entrepreneurship is for everyone or you know or is it not um how do i it can be for everyone it depends on how motivated you are to accomplish and solve the problem that is bugging you (laughs) yeah it could be it's it it should be for everyone It, it just depends if that's what you want if you don't want, if 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 there if you don't have a problem in mind, and you know you don't, there's nothing that's, you know, you want to build, then you don't have to build it. But like anybody can start a company, in my opinion. It's just mm-hmm. just a matter of um, taking Great. a leap of faith and 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 going for it and and learning as much as possible along the way. Okay, I like that. So, sort of shifting back to Wag, you know. Um, I've been noticing a few tech startups are on the rise, um, and you especially have a world to conquer. What keeps you on your toes or rather on your paws? Anything that keeps you up at night? Um, Is it the growth or, you know, re- getting the right monthly average users? Is the money flowing in? Anything that, you know, that always is on the back of your mind? Because I'm sure as as a founder, you always have, you know, you're always thinking about the company and be like, okay, here's the next step. Here's where we're going. 
here's what I we have to really execute. Is there anything of that nature that sort of? Yeah, I think the the most important thing is um, building the infrastructure internally, hmm. continuing to build out um, the right systems and processes and the teams and the people, and to make sure that um, you can figure out a way to keep um, the internal culture, um, the founding culture um, of what got you here. Mm-hmm. Um, you always want to have that Im- embedded into future growth, but you want to make sure that you set the company up in a way that still has that culture. Um, but you know that 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 continues to um, to grow with hiring um, world class operators and uh, amazing people that you can um, add to the team. But yeah, that. The uh, the thing that I think is most important in a lot of companies when they hit a certain scale of growth is to to really build out functions um, within the company and uh, teams um, that can scale. scale. Super important. Okay. So having said that, in transitioning, what's one mistake that you've made in your career, and you know how would you have done it differently if you got a chance to? Um, it's hard to say. I mean, I think the biggest, one of my biggest learnings as an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. um, was to focus, just try to figure out a way to, to focus on the right problems, um, with WAG, I really felt like we, we focused on the right problem. Um, it's an amazing uh, solution that provides a lot of happiness to people all over the world. You have walkers who love dogs that have an app on their phone and they can choose what dogs that they want to they wanna connect with and yeah. walk. And um, I think as an entrepreneur, you have to really um, be thoughtful about the problem that you pick and I think the idea is extremely extremely important okay um I always thought that because me my uh me and my brother were so good at executing mm-hmm. um we could just you know execute anything but I I, I honestly think the execution is extremely important, but the idea is also equally important. You have to make sure that you're solving a, a real problem hmm. um, and that it's innovative and then it's way better than any other product out there that is already established that is solving a similar problem. I think the idea really matters. And I didn't really, when I was in college and building a company, um, I wish I thought more scalably, you know, although... The product that I worked on, they scaled to 10 million users. You know, those products aren't around today, right? Mm. I wish I picked um, different problems to solve. I would have got to, I would have got there quicker as an entrepreneur. Mm. But in hindsight, I think those things also brought you here. You, I'm sure you must have picked up a lot of learning points from that development days 
to to who you are now you're always you're always learning but i wish i knew um i wish i knew sooner how important the idea was a lot of ethos Hmm. back then was really about the team and the execution and um uh you know companies like zynga who really believe in copying stuff and just out executing right whereas i actually believe the having an original idea that solves a real problem is just as important as execution i think you have to have both and a great idea that solves a real problem with a mass market opportunity and an amazing team that can execute so i wish i i wish i had that mentality um when i was in college hmm. i would have picked different set of problems to solve than than uh building the uh the sports games on facebook that i, hmm. that I chose well you know thank you for sharing that with us because that's certainly something i will take from here and i'm sure um, the listeners here today too so just the last few questions before we wrap up um so entrepreneurship like you've been saying is really like a roller coaster um when when times get tough um and i'm sure they do um how do you de-stress we're in we're in southern california so do you you know catch the waves at the beach running what's what's the formula um i love to run so i'll go running i'll work out um I'll play basketball. Stuff like that really helps. Just being active, hiking. That's the most amazing part of being, you know, in Southern California is you can go to Runyon and just go hiking and you're on the top of the mountain and looking at the city and it's beautiful weather. It's pretty cool. I'm not used to that being from Connecticut. Ah, It's pretty cool. Complete shift. And do you do this like, um, you know, a few times a week, every day, or is there any, do you have a set set schedule? Because I'm sure you must be really busy. Yeah, it's it's tough because I'm so busy. Yeah. To, but uh, I like to try to do it as much as I can. Fair enough. Um, so then I want to transition on to, you know, just last a few things on why I started this podcast is um, sort of the network around you, the people I certainly look up to, such as yourself, who are actually committed towards a really big vision um, to change an industry, whether that's, you know, homes or dog walking uh, per se. Um, what are some tangible advice? And you're, you've already given us some really golden nuggets, but if you can really say the tangible advice you would give to people today in their 20s wanting to mm-hmm. make an impact in the world, how yeah. would you shape that? Super simple. Um, find a problem that you're really passionate about. Validate that other people also have a similar problem. Mm. So you know there's a market there. And then once you validate that this is an important problem that needs to be solved, create the solution that solves it. Um, once you create the solution, get 100 people to absolutely love your product. 100 is mm. not, you know, it doesn't, it could be 200 people, right? But get, get enough people, at least 100, that actually, like, love what you're building, love using your product. Um and then scale it, and uh, some products you need to raise money against to scale it. Some products you can build without raising too much money, depending on the nature and the economics of what you're building. But yeah, I think the best advice is just do it. Just don't think about it too much. You know, if you if you if you can validate that this is a real problem and there's a market for it and you're really, really passionate about it, um, 
my best advice is to, to actually go and and build it because that's what I've always done. I've always just I've always just done it. Yeah. Right. So I think that's a great piece of advice because oftentimes even I've caught myself just pondering like, you know, like, okay, there's no way I could have thought of that idea. Or maybe, you know what, I I thought of that idea um, and there were X amount of problems that I ran into. Or like you said earlier in the the podcast that a lot of people were telling you that this idea won't work or, you know, you didn't find your early adopters. So, you know, does, does your network sort of affect, you know, this, this feedback loop? Would you say? I mean, your sample size, depending. I mean, the people you're sampling could, could. You want to make sure you, you sample, a, you know, a bunch of different demographics, right? But like, <coughs> I think it's important to, uh, to understand that. For example, in my case, a ton of people were saying that this is a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. In addition to people saying that it was a bad idea, there are many other companies out there that have built uber for dog walking as they call it right in the news articles we read yep there were companies that were building apps like uber for dog (coughs) for dog walking and and all these companies had failed um and they couldn't get it off the ground so obviously our team had to have a ton of determination to say wow everybody's saying it's a bad idea other companies are getting funded and failed um why are we going to go still build this right yeah for us, we knew inherently that it was a just such a massive problem, right? Dogs need to be walked two to three times a day. And we just know inherently it's a big pain point for, for dog owners. Um, so we had enough confidence behind the problem to say, you know what? There's all this, there's all this adversity out there, but we're still going to build it because we know the problem's important. Um, in addition we felt like the reason why these other companies weren't successful was because they didn't understand how to execute um, Mm. the growth side of the business. Like they don't understand how to execute this problem. Um, And if there's one thing that my brother and I are, are extremely good at is, you know, executing on the product executing on the marketing side so we understood how to build a product that people could get behind a product experience and connect all the dots on the logistics side and then also go to market on both the viral and paid marketing side of the business we understood the the full the full suite of marketing you know that we needed to use to to get this product off the ground and to make it work and honestly we picked a very, very hard problem to solve. And we knew that we were picking a very, very challenging problem to solve, but we thought that we were the team to, to do it. And we had a responsibility to, to give it a shot because it was such a big problem and it could make so many people, um, happy. We have dog walkers who are so excited about the ability to go onto an app, see dogs nearby and walk them. I mean, yeah. it's a magical experience. And then, obviously, don't, dog owners, they have a platform that they can use to get dog care whenever they need it, which is a, it's a huge pain point, a huge need. So we felt like we had a responsibility to, to build it. And, uh, obviously, um, it was the right decision for us. Yeah. So 
thank you so much. The last question, you know, very quick. Um, the podcast is called Vision of the People. Um, so going forward from here, what is your vision? And you've been um, saying that, you know, the social impact, is that what sort of keeps you going and you want to see WAG with practically every dog owner in the world? Yeah, we want to we want to make it really, really easy to own a dog because hmm. we fundamentally believe that dogs make people happy and we want to enable that across the world. So if we're continued to create tools um, on the technology side to enable that. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. I really, really, really appreciate uh, you calling me out here when you're busy. Um, and I think all our listeners, including myself, found this very useful. So thanks so much for your time. Cool, yeah. Always happy to help. We really hope you enjoyed that. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Please like us on Facebook at Vision of the People Podcast. And do give your thoughts to me at Lil Rushi Shaw on Twitter on who I should have next on the show. If you found this insightful or interesting, share it with someone that could find this helpful. As Mahatma Gandhi once said, you must be the change you wish to see in the world. Till next time, keep striving.